Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of From the Lighthouse. I'm Stephanie and I'm here today with our excellent producer Jimmy. Hi Jimmy. Hi Steph. I can't see Jimmy's head because this enormous <laughs> new mic is blocking out his head, but that's okay. I'm going to have a conversation with Jimmy through this enormous thing. Um, so today we are here to discuss something that we both recently watched, which is the new Netflix film, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. I can't believe I got the I'm so glad you can remember it because I can't I ever a, remember it. I have a mental kind of mnemonic in order to remember it, which is a film about... Ted Bundy, starring uh, Zac Efron as Ted Bundy and um, Lily Collins as Liz, his girlfriend. So we've both recently, we both recently watched and talked about the documentary that mm. the same filmmaker yes. um, made. So now we're talking about the film. Mm. So I know that you've watched it and I know you said you had a lot to say about <laughs> it, but I don't know what you thought about it. So Jimmy, what did you think? Okay, look. Um, I want to start on a more positive note, I suppose. Yes. So on the positive compliment note, sandwich. yeah, because yeah. start with a compliment. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's how we're supposed to give feedback anyway. To begin mm -hmm. with, start with something positive. Mm -hmm. So I thought the performances were fantastic. Like mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the performances, um, and I thought the production itself was, you know, quite solid. You know, it was a, and it was look, it was an entertaining film. It was um, it kept my interest for the full two hours, however long that the, the film went for. Uh, that's about all I can say in terms of the positive side. You have read my mind because that is exactly what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. On to the more negative aspect. Well, firstly, though, uh, yep, can uh, I say, yes. I had my serious doubts about Zac Efron as, mm. as Ted Bundy, and they were caught up in the fact that I know that Ted Bundy was, you know, supposed to be quite attractive and, and charismatic, and that's mm. how we got away with him many of his murders because, you know, he was able to kind of charm people. Mm -hmm. um, I worried that Zac Efron is too attractive. You know, there's a difference between, like, run-of-the-mill human, you know, who is who is attractive and then, like, Hollywood movie star, which is a different level of attractive. Yeah. However, my fears were alleviated. I thought he was mm -hmm. excellent, actually. Yes. And there was something off about him. Yes. Which he did very cleverly. Like, he yeah. was attractive and he's, you know, Hollywood good-looking. But... There's something... There's almost that psychopathic yeah. sense that you're getting from him. And you're it's like, like this... I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something not right about him. Yes, which he does, I think, very well. He, does, that, he does it really well. Yeah, I think his um, performance exceed, exceeded my expectation, yeah, which is what right. I liked about it. Yeah. I'm not as convinced that a lot of people have said, um, in terms of the way he looks like Ted Bundy, I don't think he looks that similar I think to Ted they, Bundy. I mean, I think they made him up to look as close as possible with yeah. the hair and the... And the teeth know, and everything. And the teeth. And, I mean... You know, he he. Look, let's face it. He's a, he's a Hollywood actor. Yeah. He's he's more attractive than Ted Bundy. Well, I always thought Ted, <laughs> Ted Bundy always reminded me of uh, Greg Kinnear. Like I was, yeah, he is got that vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know, I always thought he would be a perfect fit for Ted Bundy, but mm, probably um, too old. Yeah, 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 probably too old now. Mm -hmm. um, but all this review saying, you know, I actually saw an interview um, on Graham Norton uh, where he said, "Oh, you look strikingly similar to Ted Bundy." No, and there was this Ted look Bundy that came. Wishes, <laughs> he looks like Zac Efron. Yeah. yeah, but there was this look that came over Zac Efron's face where he was kind of like. Maybe that's a little bit of an insult. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so much like the most yeah. notorious serial killer in yeah, the I mean, history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mm. think he, he did do the performance well. The part that I didn't think he did as well, um, and this came purely probably from the documentary more so mm. than actually 
anything about Ted Bundy that I knew, is the actual changing of his appearance. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. Yeah, you know, like you always saw mm. Zac Efron yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. playing Ted Bundy. You never saw the, the different types of Ted Bundy yeah. that came through. You can, and, and you could really see that in the old documentary yeah. footage. He does look very different. Yeah, he was really, really chameleon-like. I mean, there was mm. that scene which was quite brilliant in, in the film, really, where, where he escaped and he put on different you mm. know, clothes and everything. Uh, and I thought it was a fantastic scene in terms of just escaping. Mm. But in terms of masking his look and changing the way mm. he looked, yeah, he did. I, I thought the real Ted Bundy, uh, when I saw the photos, I went, wow, he did look really yeah. eerily different. And you, know. you can understand why people wouldn't recognise him because, like, if I didn't know if it was the same guy, I mm. probably wouldn't know it was the same guy, you know? Yeah, because yeah. it, it was more than just simply, uh, you know, change of hairstyle or loss mm. of weight or anything like that. It's almost as if, as if his, his facial features changed, yeah. like, ever so slightly. I mean, he still looks like Ted Bundy, obviously, but mm. um, not... You know, if you didn't know what he looked like, and you just and saw you'd only see like, him once or once twice, or twice you would probably yeah. say, "Yeah, this, I'm not quite sure yeah. that's the right yeah. person." So, you know, I didn't think, and, and maybe that's that has to do with makeup or whatever mm. it is, but uh, I didn't think that aspect came across as clearly. I, th- I thought the real Ted Bundy was probably a little bit more chameleon-like, mm. yeah, I agree, in that nature. All right, yeah. so let's move on to the not so good. Yes, on to the not so good. So I had a major, major, major problem Mm -hmm. with the way the story panned out in Mm -hmm. terms of its depiction of Bundy as a a killer. In particular, I had a problem with the ambiguity that the film continuously played with. So I think throughout the entire film, if you didn't know anything about Ted, so I'm I'm approaching the film from the perspective of somebody who may not know a single thing about Ted Bundy Mm -hmm. and just sort of saw, oh, this is a Zac Efron film, I'm going to watch this, Mm -hmm. someone like that. I thought, your average viewer who doesn't know Ted Bundy will watch this film and they may think, there's doubt as to whether he's guilty or not. Yeah. And for me, you know, there is no doubt. There is no doubt. There is absolutely no doubt at all. And I understand why the filmmakers would want to put that doubt. It makes a much more entertaining film if there is that doubt. But it does a bit of a disservice to all the victims of... Bundy. Yeah, I agree. And I think they did that, like my sense of why they did that is because we're allegedly <clears throat> seeing the situation through Liz's eyes. Yes. And Liz has doubt. Mm. But I don't think they played that very well because they left the revelation that she was the one who initially dogged him in Yeah. Um, very late and they didn't kind of explain mm. what that was about. Yeah. Um, and I actually looked up the hat, like I looked up the hashtag on Twitter mm. and I did see a bunch of teenage girls saying, I don't think he did it. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what that, that's what annoyed me because the, the film ended. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. I know a fair bit. I don't know that much about Ted Bundy, but I know a fair bit about him. And what I do know is that you know there's really no doubt in no. most people's mind that he. And I think they tried know. to to alleviate that with the last scene in which she goes to the jail and he you know writes hacksaw backwards on the. Yeah, the... but but even that, I mean. And maybe this is one of the flaws in, in Zephon's, uh, Zac Efron's performance. Uh, even with that scene, I thought I could easily interpret that as him sort of, uh, I don't know, re- rebelling against her and just sort of making something up just yeah. to, you know, to pacify her or something like that. Yeah. So you can still read that in another way because it's it's not that specific of the information. You know how. Mm-hmm. The question was, you know, how did how did you, you know, where did her head go? What did you do yeah, to her head? Yeah, where did her head go? I was kind of, well, yeah. you just wrote hacksaw, and you're kind of like, well, yeah, well, what else is going to do? You know, it's going to be an axe or something. Yeah, you know, he could put like anything obviously. down. Yeah, and anything that you know removes her, her <laughs> decapitates her head. Yeah, uh, you, you could possibly put put down. It doesn't take a genius or anyone that close to the crime to actually. Mm. It's not specific enough information to um, 
completely condemn him as the yeah. killer. You know, you know, a court of law could look at that and say, well, he could just make that up. And yeah, you know, it, that's not a confession. Yeah, it's not yeah. a confession as such. Mm-hmm. And even the flashbacks, you know, you kind of went, well, is it a flashback of what? he is remembering or is it a flashback of what she's imagining? imagining yeah. You know, so there's still ambiguity like throughout and yeah. that ambiguity bothered me quite a lot. Yeah, I think it was, to me, it was a really strange movie because it was trying to see things from her point of view but I don't think you ever found out anything about her besides the fact that she dated Ted Bundy. Yeah, and you don't... She was so thinly drawn as a character. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I don't want to sound too insulting to, you know, the... Uh, I've forgotten her name now. Liz, yeah. yeah. yeah um, no, 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 uh, the actual... The yeah, the, yeah, the actual person yeah. herself. Uh, but if it's told through her perspective, I almost got the sense that she felt that she was more important to Bundy than she actually was. Yeah. Because, I mean, everything I've read or seen uh, or heard about Ted Bundy doesn't seem to indicate that she was that important a part of his life. Yeah, and he was quite abusive. Like the relationship, yeah. if you read um, other things about their relationship, it wasn't this like glamorized romantic no. thing. It was a tempestuous on again, off again, yeah. abusive, not very nice relationship. Yeah. It wasn't this like golden, you know, laughing, joking. And it was almost understandable when she sort of um, reported yeah. him, you know, as a suspicious yeah. person. Um, he had given her enough red flags. It, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, whereas in the film, it, was, it, it almost seems to be it was out of character for her to do so. Yeah, because she has no reason to think that. Yeah. You know, all that she knows is that he drives a similar car. Exactly, and, and that he, he looks seems, like... Yeah, his name's Ted, and it looks sort of like the the picture that you know, yeah. They show. But I mean, at that time, there were so many of those cars, as they point out, exactly. and you know yeah. that it could have been anyone. And you know, if he was this great guy, mm. you know, why would she all of a sudden? Yeah, and, and there was no suspicion because in her head, uh, in her mind, she he was uh, this really loving father figure to her, yeah. her daughter, and this really amazing partner. And there had been no red flags exactly whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, it didn't make any sense. No, no. Like, I mean, if you look at that, you would say, well, there's something wrong with her. She sort of reports him just on a whim on those sort yeah. of things. It's, it's almost making um, it appears if, you know, we can't trust any relationships in our lives, even the ones that we, yeah, yeah even the ones who are really good to us all the time, yeah. we can't trust them. Whereas we know that there are actually, yeah, uh, there are more problems in, in their relationship than the film actually depicted. So I thought that inconsistency, uh, unfortunately, yeah. does diminish the effectiveness of, of that story. Yeah, and I don't know why they chose to portray it as this like idealized kind of really loving, really healthy relationship when it clearly wasn't. Mm. I mean, and, and, I and really... his, his obsession with her too. Yeah, I don't think he. You know, he there was no indication anywhere that I can uh, that I've come across that he was actually obsessed with her in and to wasn't that degree. He more, from my, I have read the Anne Rule mm. book about the Ted Bundy murders, and I actually think he was more obsessed with his earlier girlfriend. Yes, the first one, Stephanie. Yes, yeah, like you. Like, well, that's how I remember it. Um, <laughs> because. She had the the kind of... And she had the look the of look. all his victims. And then yes. he was... And Liz had that look too. And he mm. was replicating Stephanie's look in all of his victims yeah. plus in Liz. Mm. And so... And they never mentioned that. Whereas no. I think that she actually may have been a bigger yeah. kind of um, obsession yeah. for him. Nor did they mention the, the, the rather vengeful... Um, so did she have the story uh, of what he did when Because, you know, after she, um, they broke it off... He got back together with her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, and then dumped then, her then in dumped a vengeful her, way. In a yeah. vengeful way, just when she was beginning to fall in love with him. Yeah. Like, I mean, that for me was like a really fascinating aspect of his personality, which they could have really played with quite a lot in the film, I think. Yeah. You know, at least give that 
suggestion or mm. you know this undertone that there's something yeah, not this... quite right about this person well see I, I and you know like all of these decisions i can see why they made them i can see why they didn't focus on his murders and they didn't mm. want to show him killing a lot of women and you know i'm, I'm quite tired of you know women yeah. being murdered and raped and all these terrible things mm. so i can understand yes why they didn't focus on the violence against women but on the other hand it flattened the story out and I really just feel that if you're going to make it about Liz, make it about Liz and her yeah. perspective. I didn't get any information about Liz apart from she loved Ted mm. and she had a daughter. Mm. And then she hooks up with um, the kid from uh, now a man from, yes. <laughs> from um, the Sixth Sense. So, yes. you know, like, what is there to that character apart from the fact that yeah. she feels betrayed by him? And, and there are long stretches. I mean, even though it's, it's meant to be from her perspective, there are long stretches where she doesn't really do anything but sort of sits there in a comatose state. Yeah, or watches television. Yeah, watches television while he's off. You know, So we're not really seeing her perspective. We're seeing yeah. his perspective um, for a lot of the time. And his perspective is that he's obsessed with her and that she's meant to be this redeeming figure yeah. in his life if she would just simply believe him and simply you know, yeah. you know go with him whatever it is even right down to the end you know her, her visit to him was it suggests that her visit to him prompted him in a way to to confess, to, to confess yeah. and to, to make this you know big confession when we know that that wasn't really the case at all mm. so i think there was too much probably emphasis on the importance of her as a as a figure yeah. in his life and i just don't uh, and narratively speaking i can see why that would be interesting but they didn't put in enough depth into that relationship or yeah enough complexity. or in that character yeah. yeah i just like i said there's just nothing sort of to her and then if you're going to do that you, you go all in or you don't yes so you know we see him preparing for um his escapes mm. and, but i'm like if this film is from her, her perspective she doesn't see that mm. But on the other hand, I can see why they put his escapes in because that's like genuinely kind of exciting. But then yeah. they kind of like, even with the escapes, like you, they show him escaping, but then they kind of just squib the details. Like mm. he, the first escape, he's, you know, he's escaped and then he's back yeah. like two seconds later. I'm like, okay, I'm not sure why that happened. Mm. And then the second escape, he escapes and then he's partying with some co-eds and then he's back. I'm like, why is all of this time spent demolishing the kind of, can see to the film, which is that it's in from her perspective. Yes. So it doesn't work from her perspective, but no. also it's it's like done really quickly. Yeah, it doesn't work from her perspective. It doesn't work from his perspective because we yeah. don't see the the psychopathy yeah. uh, within him uh, at all, really. Um, yeah. Unless you include that flashback scene at the end there. Mm. Um, so we, it it doesn't quite work from his perspective either. It just seems to be this really neutral perspective. Um, and its only aim is to cast doubt on his um, guilt until the very end. Yeah, and it's meant it to be this weird. twist at the end that, oh, he's actually guilty. It, it actually feels like a Hollywood film where that twist is such a, an important aspect of And the I film. think it was supposed to, like, you were supposed to react to that scene where he writes Hacksaw going, <gasps> oh, oh my God. But, yeah. like, it just lacked, it lost its, well, there was no kind of tension because no. if you know anything about the Ted Bundy case, you know that he's guilty. Yeah. And, like, writing Hacksaw is kind of like, okay, that's sort of like a really cliché kind of Hollywood yeah. way of revealing that, you know, it was all that he was, you know, a murderer after all. It was just didn't... And, like, there were a lot of decisions yeah. like that that just didn't work for me, like the yeah. stupid scene with the dog <laughs> where he they go, she's like, oh, you know, you've just got out of jail, mm. you're on... But you're on bail for murder. I'm going to go adopt a dog with you for no reason. Um, and then the dog you know, senses that he's senses, an evil man yes. and growls at him and then mm. he makes the dog scared of him. Mm. It was just such a cliched kind of like... Yeah. I, I think that was probably their way of introducing that 
Don't doubt. Yeah. Of, you know, maybe there's something. This isn't a good dude. Yeah, yeah. this is a, yeah, a bad person. But again, we don't see any of I mean, not that we need to see any of that, but we need to at least see the tension or, or the, yeah. the problems um, that, that should be there. And there's ways of doing that without showing him actually killing women. Mm. Like him, um, you know, planning yeah. things, preparing, mm. you know, preparing his, you know, suite of of macabre you know tools that allowed him to you know pretend to have a broken arm and all of this there's ways yeah. of showing that he's not a guy to be trusted without mm. literally showing him murder a woman yeah um so i think they squibbed it and i just don't understand like what this movie's for no me neither and what really surprised me is that um uh, the director was the same one that did the ted bundy tapes because i thought the ted bundy tapes was such a yeah. interesting and uh, a fairly comprehensive yeah. look uh, at his character and so this is somebody who obviously knows the, uh, the Ted Bundy story quite well mm. and yet he's chosen to take this very unusual angle yeah. to this story that just doesn't quite work and is almost contradictory to what he was doing in the documentary. Yeah, uh, it is. Well. And, it, and it kind of, it doesn't really do anything no. for like your understanding of what happened. And like I found the, the courtroom scenes tiresome. Mm. Um, you know, with Ted Bundy being his own lawyer and all of that. And, I mean, I know that really happened, yeah. but, again, if you're seeing it from Liz's perspective, you know, it, it doesn't work. Mm. And he's shown as a bit of a hero in those courtroom scenes where yeah. he's actually just, you know, this is completely ridiculous that he was even yeah. allowed to do this. And, and there was a sense of, you know, he was the underdog and yeah. he was the framed person. Like, it, all these different tropes were thrown in there. And I just, you know, I really resented yeah. those things being applied to him because I just thought, no, that's that's not how it, it actually it should panned out. And then, you know, the judge, which mm. we talked about, I think, when we talked about the documentary that mm. says, you know, I would have loved to have worked with you, you would have been a great lawyer. Mm. And, um, you know, he he's, that that is set up by the fact that he has all of this kind of charisma and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I, the movie played that straight, like yes. it actually is a shame. Yes. He never became a, 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 like, yeah, he, a good person. And yeah, I'm like, no, the way you do that is you show how out of line that judge is <laughs> and how insane it is that this judge is sitting there and saying to this man who he knows now to be a serial killer mm. and saying, oh, you would, I would have loved to have worked with you. What yeah. a shame. Yeah. Like, what a shame he killed thirty more than 30 women. Yeah, like, you I mean, know? tonally, I think it was completely off the mark. Yeah, it was so awful. Yeah, it and weird. It was a very weird experience, and I'd say, you know, at the end of it, kind of left a, a, a bit of a, a, a sour taste in my mouth. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't happy with um, the way the film ended. I mean, I, to be honest, I wasn't expecting too much when it went to the film anyway, because I just thought. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a no, great piece of cinema. No, because, no, you know, the, the serial killers in films don't often make the most interesting yeah. subject because there's so many different issues that arise out of it. Uh, the best Unless you like Silence of the Lambs or something. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, a lot of those are, tend to be quite fictional, but they're really yeah. interesting in terms of looking at the psychology yeah. of, the, um, <clears throat> me, of the characters themselves. Uh, and in a way, that's actually what I probably would have liked or appreciated a lot more in this story. I would have liked to know more about the psychology yeah. of this person. But you didn't person. get any of that. No. I mean, and I don't even know what you got. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, nothing really. I mean, just yeah. other than the sense that by the end of it, you know, there, there's so many people that he were either completely ignorant or stupid of, you know, what was going on around them. Um, mm. And it was almost believable that they would be like that because he's such a nice guy that nobody yeah. really ever saw it coming. And, I mean, I know you've read the Anne Rule book and mm. uh, and she mentioned something similar to that, that, you know, yeah. she never saw it coming. 
But I, I read an interview by her, and one of the things she said was that she didn't see it coming. But uh, after the first accusation, when she went went and visited him again, she sort of made up her mind by the time the second accusation occurred that she's like, you know what, she's going to back off. Mm. So that that for me seemed to be like a much more realistic mm. depiction of somebody grappling with the fact that somebody they knew and thought was a fantastic, a really nice person might actually be this psychopathic, you know, serial killer. Mm. Uh, it was like, you know, okay, well, I kind of believe you the first time, but as I understand more about what's going on, I'm now beginning to doubt yeah. what's happening. And I kind of never really got that sense with any of the characters. No. Uh, and women come off really badly in this film, I have to I know. say. I know, they do. They come off quite stupid. Very stupid. And, I mean, I know it actually happened with the whole fangirl thing you know at the court and all that but it wasn't just that it was just every single female in his life seemed to treat him as this golden boy charming mm. um no he could never do any any wrong almost in the face of irrefutable evidence yeah and i mean there's an interesting story there about mm. why women fangirl serial killers mm. and that could actually be something that like a more complex serious movie yes. investigated. And I would have liked that. I would have I really would have loved, loved to understand yeah. why that, that would be Especially the case. Especially when you see those women who've gone to the, the, the courtroom yeah. and who are like, oh, but he looks so he, cute yeah, oh, sitting he's there. So or, yeah. He's so handsome. I, yeah. I, I can't help but believe him. Like some somebody really good, mm. you know, a, a, a more accomplished filmmaker maybe, <laughs> um, or just a, a smarter script would have like investigated, you know, why are these women continually drawn to this yeah, yeah. terrible dude? What, what's this compulsion? That's what is this compulsion yeah. that he's, you know, an extremely violent, extremely dangerous man? Mm. But the, it, it just sort of made out like, look at women, aren't they stupid for believing him? Yes, and and that's sort of the sense I got, like, you know. Great, thanks for that, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, what was that quote? Um, oh, I've forgotten who he said in that. It might be Lee in, in one of our lectures uh, where they talk about the fact that. Um, women in a lot of these crime uh, stories are, are either whores uh, or victims. Yeah, you know, uh, and that, that's all they are. That, that's all they, they, they ever are. You know, they, they mm. don't seem to have any um, complexities or any, you know, human... Well, see, that's why I was so annoyed with the movie as well because it promised Liz as a mm. character, but it didn't give you Liz really because it just no. gave... It gave you I love you. Yeah, yeah, I love you, Ted Bundy. That mm. was all there was to Liz's character. It just gave yeah. you cliche, as you said. You know, it's just there's no complexity to any of the characters except potentially Ted, but even that's not really no. drawn out in any sort of proper way. And then I was just like feeling in the end like, I don't know what that was for. Yeah. So it, it Like, what am I supposed to get out of that? Pretty much nothing. I mean, <laughs> nothing it looked nothing. good. It looked good. It was, you know, I, I didn't fall asleep. Yes. You know, I it was, and that's a that's a perpetual danger for me watching <laughs> yes. anything. Um, but like, you know, it's reasonably entertaining. It, it you know, it's fairly fast yeah. moving. It's not too long. No. Um, but by the, the end, you quite good. But I'm like, at the end, I'm like, why? Didn't, what's yeah. what's what's the point what, of this? Yeah. yeah. What am I supposed to get out of? Yeah. It? Well, was it even necessary to have yeah. a film like this? Ted Bundy was a murderer. He yeah. had a girlfriend. He had a, girl, was, yeah, he had a girlfriend. You know, who doubted his who guilt. Who doubted his guilt until the very end. Until <laughs> until she decided he was was um, guilty. And then she was able to move on with her life. You know? Yeah. With with um, I see dead people too. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> literally, that's it. Yeah. So the, there wasn't like, okay. a lot. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of character development. The plot was fairly standard. You know, it was unfortunately a very typical, I guess, um, and not in a good way Hollywood film. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think I was very disappointed from from that perspective. The one part of the story that I've always been really, really fascinated by, and maybe it was too much of a hope that this film would have sort of tried to grapple with the issue, 
is the killer is the victim that nobody ever really talks about. Everybody mentions it and sort of skirts around it. But the the little girl, yeah, she's a really problematic um, victim in that she doesn't fit any of the profile of mm. why he does. It's almost like an aberration on his part. Yeah, and no, I, I mean I understand why people don't want to talk about it because it's such a horrible thing that yeah. has happened. Mm-hmm. But it's almost as if you know if you want to understand why serial killers do what they do and how to prevent you know future serial killers, then you also have to understand some of the complexities of their mind as well. And I, I feel as if this is one of those strange complexities. And, like, we tend to think about it in such a Hollywood way. Mm. You know, like, oh, they were drawn to this because of this. Mm. Um, this and, this and lovely this cause is, and effect. Yeah, happens, this yeah. is that. This is the pattern and they'll just keep replicating the pattern. But mm. in actual fact, like, he does a lot of things differently. You know, he... He, yes, he has the pattern of like women with the kind of straight centre parted hair, mm. blonde, you know. But he also he, he kills a child. Mm. He kills w- women in different ways. Mm. He bludgeons some. He, you know, kills other other women in mm. other different ways. He he doesn't have like this really set pattern, and that mm. that sort of undermines our sense that we know what serial how serial killers work from you know Hollywood things. But again, yes. that's just not dealt with. No, um, and and even I, I guess. What, the question that everybody asked, you know, and, and it's actually the question that uh, I kind of want most answered, which is, you know, what, why are we so fascinated with Ted Bundy? Yeah. And why now in particular? You know, yeah, because well, there's, there's been this spate of yeah, like, Ted Bundy. Ted things. Bundy has suddenly become this talk about topic again, which I think um, from a few reports I've read uh, annoyed some of the survivors. And you know, Yeah, I can see how they'd be annoyed. Yeah, yeah they're like, you know, we finally put this monster to rest. And now there's some. This, this and I can see how they'd be annoyed specifically by this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. the only nod it gives ev- to any of the victims really is that list that they show at the at end. The end yeah. um, in Which the, almost feels perfunctory. To be it honest. really does feel perfunctory. It's not up for very long, and it's no. just like, oh, you know, we've got to throw it Let, to Yeah, the let's, let's show yeah. the respect to the, to the victim yeah, there. Like, you right. Well, you had the entire film to, to yeah. do that. Which they didn't do. Yeah, you, you could have shown, you know, you could have fleshed out their, their lives, for example. Yeah. You could have shown their, um, that they're actually, you know, proper human beings with, you know, families and complexities of their own that this person just sort of removed in one fell swoop. Yeah, but they didn't do any of that. No, they didn't do any of that. You know, it was just, okay, well, here's the list of the victims, which we never saw. None of them were really ever um, characterised as No, the only one you saw is the one that got away because she was the one that... But even then, she was was like hidden, you know, in in the court scene, she was like hiding behind... Her hair. She was almost and, made completely anonymous. I to mean, us. I can't. Even, I can't remember even what she looked like. What no, the actress looked like. I just remember that she she had like long um, yeah. blonde or like brown Some generic hair. 70s yeah, girl. and and, and yeah. it was just she kept trying to hide her face from from the camera. And she in the documentary was such a great character. She was. She was like uh, she amazing. Was feisty she was feisty. She was really and she, fun. Yeah. She was and she was really um, honest and um, detailed about. Um, you know how how it's affected her life, and yeah. I wanted to see some of that, but for some reason they got rid no, of that. No, and and they just made it instead into this mousy, scared, yeah, you know, teenage girl. Like when, I've been victimized. Yeah, I've been victimized. I'm, victim. I'm, I'm traumatized by this person. Whereas you know when you hear her interview, she's dynamic, and you kind of got the sense that yeah, she would do something. Like that. You know, she would you know kick him in the groin yeah. and run out of the you know, and she car. was essential to having him yeah convicted. You know, I mean, she was such a a central figure, uh, yeah. and then they sort of limited her role so yeah, much. Yeah, I they... know. It was just so irritating. Yeah, so... I mean, and, like, I've been thinking about it too, like, why Ted Bundy now? Mm. And, like, I think part of that has got to do with, like, the just booming true crime true that we've talked yeah. about many times. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's the obvious kind of true crime he's story. The boy, you know, yeah. he's the... Yeah, for the American sort of 70s serial killer. Mm. I don't know. Like, is that it? 
or are we looking, you know, maybe we, you know, a, a smarter kind of approach than this film, which is perhaps the approach taken in the documentary, would be kind of dismantling that idea of like the really charismatic yeah. um, white guy, hmm. right? And, you know, looking at the underbelly of that, you know, we tend to valorise, you know, the good looking white guy hmm. who is, you know, intelligent and, you know, can turn yeah. on people and stuff. And so, you know, in the age of Me Too, you know, you can chip away at that figure in mm. a really interesting way. But this doesn't do that. No. And, I mean, the documentary does somewhat, mm. although there were, I don't think the documentary was perfect, but it's no. better than no. this. Yeah. Um, substantially better. It's substantially, yeah, I agree. Um, but this movie doesn't do that. I'd love mm. to see a, like, real kind of exploration, not just with Ted Bundy, but with all of these sort of sto- these serial killer stories mm. about, like, you know, how these men were able to get away with it and the structures that let them kind of slip mm. under. And, you know, even the fact that the judge is sitting in court and saying, you know, you would have been a great dude. Yeah. You know, if, you, if only you hadn't accidentally killed 30 people, you know. Yeah. Like that is that is power and that is privilege and that is bound up with his whiteness and the way he looks and his position mm. in society. He's not poor. You know, he's involved in Republican politics. You know, he's got a social kind of status. Yeah. And a really interesting story is how does social status and... Um, looks and whiteness allow you to get away with things yeah. but that the movie doesn't do any no, of that it doesn't, cover any it doesn't do any of that at no. all and in fact it does it's like it's not even occurred to them yeah. to do that yeah i mean i i have a particular theory which does you know, i think complement mm. that idea particularly well uh and it has to do with actually uh, a podcast i was listening to on the way here about see if you know this particular serial killer uh carl eugene watt no never heard of him mm-hmm. He is uh, possibly, uh, he's definitely one of, um, if not the most prolific serial killer in American history. Oh, wow. Uh, he's killed, uh, they're estimating over 80 Shit. people uh, that he's pretty much sort of semi-confessed to. Yeah. Uh, and yet most people have never heard of him. His story is absolutely fascinating because he, he, he did get convicted um, initially. What time? What, what era? Uh, he was... 80s and 90s. Right. Um, so even so, more yeah, recent than even Bundy. Even more recent than, yeah. than, than Bundy. Uh, and he only died, I think, in 2007. So how come we haven't heard of him? Well, this is the interesting thing. So I thought, why do I not know this particular person? Yeah. And so I, I just did a quick Google search. Uh, and I looked at the image of him, and he's black. Ah. So th- there's absolutely no mention of this. And, and he killed women in very brutal ways, very similar to, to Bundy as well. He targeted specific women who... Uh, he's believed to be what they now call the, the Sunday morning slasher because oh he, yeah. he killed these uh, women very, very early in the morning on Sunday by just sort of stabbing them to very horrific yeah. crimes, um, quite terrible. But there's almost no mention of him. Uh, I certainly had never heard of him See before. how far whiteness gets you. Yeah, <laughs> and it just got me thinking yeah. about, well, why Ted Bundy? And the thing that it, it occurred to me is that, you know, well, it's basically what you said before. One, you know, he's white, he's good looking, he's, he embodies this idea of what we, how, almost like an ideal yeah, of, of what it should of, of yeah. manhood. Mm. Uh, and in a way, we're, we're kind of romanticizing the, yeah. the, the serial killer mm. um, figure mm. so that we want this poster boy, Ted mm. Bundy, as a serial killer. We don't want this, you know, Carl Eugene Watt as the, the, mm. the poster boy because he doesn't fit this idea, this romanticized image of what a serial killer should be mm-hmm. you know that most people who like true crime will not want to admit to the kind of horrific aspect of true crime that they like um, mm-hmm. and part of that has to do with 
um, an almost sort of um, I keep using the word, but there's the only one I can think of that that romanticizing yeah. about the serial killer as a as a figure, almost yeah. as, as something to um, not necessarily aspire to, but um, <laughs> admire. Yeah. yeah, but certainly admire, I think. Mm. And like, there's this idea that the serial killer is this like you know, immense brain. And yeah, and the reason and he's able to get away with it is because he's so clever. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the focus is always, you know, Ted Bundy's so good looking, he's so you know, smart. You know, yeah, yeah. So How did he normal. get away with it? How did he yeah. get away with it? It's almost as if saying, you know, we could all be like that as well, which, you know. No, yeah, we, we but like, can't. the thing is, he's not. Like, yeah. and the reason he was caught. Mm. In it, you know, eventually, is because he ran a stop sign, yeah. and he had all of this, like all the stuff he used to kill yeah. women, was in his car. I'm yeah. like, you know, such a mastermind. He was yeah. carrying around the murder weapons mm. with him. But I in mean, his car. we talk about uh, clever, Carl um, uh, Eugene Watt. He made a plea deal with the DA <clears throat> that he will confess if he's granted immunity. Okay. So they granted him immunity uh, and sentenced him to 60 years without uh, parole, which they thought, okay, well, justice is served. And while in jail, he was smart enough to find a loophole in the justice system mm -hmm. uh, and, and basically um, then, um, what, what was we call it? Uh, he, oh, I've forgotten the term now. You know, when he um, uh, goes against the case, uh, he applies for... What's that term? He appeals. Appeals, that's it. Mm. Oh, my brain's not working today. Yes, it's uh, week 12. It's, it's week 12. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he made an appeal and he won the appeal and they reduced his sentence to 10 years. Wow. And he was up for parole uh, within, I think, nine. But see how that doesn't fit. But he doesn't fit. But, you know, I mean, but he was clever enough. His lawyers didn't do it. Nobody found yeah. that loophole. But he, yeah. The DA who sentenced him thought you know, it was ironclad. Oh, God, that's interesting. And he found the loophole yeah. himself. So obviously he was, and, and he was also, you know, diagnosed as, um, I think, um, as a psychopathic or something. He's got some sort of mental yeah. illness too. So, well, yeah, well, no one's yeah. killed women out there, obviously. But, um, yeah, so, but, but we don't talk about him. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. We, and we're we so, about... yeah, maybe we need to move away from, not just us, I mean, but like mm. society, maybe we need to kind of stop talking about Ted Bundy and start telling other people's stories or start telling the victim's stories, you know, yes. start like, I'd like to hear from the victim's families. Yeah. I'd like to hear from the woman who survived mm. more from her. I'd like to, you know, hear more about mm. like the impact on families and communities yes. and even like the fear that that engenders in people because, yes. you know, you hear all these stories, you start getting naturally nervous and, you know, women get very scared and they change their behaviours and I'd like to hear more about like what happens when you yeah. discover that you've, you know, been on the same street as a serial killer or in the same neighbourhood as a yeah. serial killer. That's the stories I want to hear rather than, you know, oh, Ted Bundy, he was good looking. Mm. And I think that's, yeah. that for me is probably the most disappointing thing about this particular film because mm. I'm, I'm beginning to see this um, move away from that. Um, a lot of podcasts that I listen yeah. to and, you know, documentaries and things that I read about, there is more of a focus now on, on the victims. There's less mm. of a focus on glamorising or glorifying the serial yeah. killer. Uh, and then this film almost takes that, backwards Back. now it's yeah. like a step backwards yeah to... it, is, it is quite regressive yeah and i'm yeah. just kind of like well no i don't i don't really uh, i'm not happy with the direction that yeah that's taking I, I want to go to that more progressive area that we were heading towards with yeah. true crime anyway yeah and i mean i think there is like as you know i'd like to move on and maybe tell other stories as well but i think there is space for like a really well done thing but this wasn't you know yeah. representation absolutely too yeah, funny but this was not it no for, for me the only reason really to uh, explore ted bundy further is to try to understand his psychology 
Or, yeah, that or the victims. Oh, the victims themselves, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, but but just in terms of purely focusing on Ted Bundy, yeah. it has to be more about you know, what made him do what he did. Yeah, you how know, do you make the decision to yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah I agree, yeah, which yeah. Is, is nowhere in this film. Yeah, nowhere in this film. Yeah. You know, what creates a serial killer? Is it even created or is it something, you know, can we stop this from happening? Is it nature and nurture? You know, exactly. is it something, you know, some people born bad or some people turn I mean, bad? I mean, like, and, and some of those stories, you know, a lot of the things that really frustrates me about um, these true crime cases, and it happens in this, in the Ted Bundy story too, is there were so many victims there who could have been, you know, prevented, these crimes could have been prevented, you know, him escaping inexplicably from, yeah. from prison because people weren't doing their job was, properly. Yeah. Now, those sort of things annoy me because I'm like, you know, well, these people didn't have to die, you know, that the, the yeah. death could have been prevented if people were doing their jobs properly, you know, if we yeah. understand how these things operate, we understand how dangerous this person is and not be, you know, fooled by his charms. Yeah, or, caught, you know, his, caught up in his, you know, yeah. or his surface glamour, you know. Yeah, yeah. you just sort of look at it and objectively say, look, he's a he's somebody who's, you know, he's, he's down for a very, very serious yeah. series of crimes, so are we just going to ease off on the you know, yeah. security because he, he's been difficult or he's shown that, you know, he's got you know, half a brain or something like that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, this film, we have to wrap up in a second, mm-hmm. but this film... Big thumbs down from me. Yeah, big thumbs down from me, unfortunately. That is two thumbs down, so I would not recommend. <laughs> no, but I will give it to, um, give the film this particular concession, which is that you know it does uh, generate interesting discussion. It does generate interesting you know, discussion. I've, I've had a lot and of it's, interesting it's, discussion with many people about it as well. Yeah, yeah. and it is perfectly... Um, Easy viewing. It's it not taxing. It's not. As it's, a senior, it didn't make you fall asleep. It didn't make me fall asleep. <laughs> it was not like a lot of violence. Yes. There's only one one gruesome image. That's it, and it's only on screen for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not. It's not hard. To it's watch. not as gratuitous. In, in that it's sense. not gratuitous. It's not hard to watch in terms mm-hmm. of violence against women, which I know is a concern for yeah. many people. It's but, not there really. But tonally. But tonally, it's off. All off the place. Yeah. All right. So. That's all for today, I think. Thank yes. you so much, Jimmy, for watching and talking to me. Oh, um, you know, I'm always um, <laughs> up for more discussion of true crime. <laughs> yeah. So um, if, you could, if you guys could um, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be fantastic. Send any suggestions for future shows, um, comments about um, how great we sound with these new microphones, <laughs> um, then that would be great. Uh, you can visit our website at frontthelighthouse.org. And thanks, Jimmy, once again, and we'll see you again in two weeks. Bye.